Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi there. This is the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. I'm your host, Diana Jebbia, and I hope you've got a drink of choice. Because we got a lot to talk about this week. Lots of Bravo tea to spill. We're going to recap part one of the Summer House reunion. And I had a run-in with a Bravo leb this weekend. Why don't I just get into that? So Saturday, my friend Jolene and I went to Sir. Now, I have been there a whole bunch. But this was her first time going because she just got into Vanderpump Rules. Do not judge her for that, okay? And we had such a fun time. So... Of course, we got an order of goat cheese balls. Our drinks were delicious. She had the big pinky, which is a classic when you go there. It's kind of like a mojito. And I had something called the Midnight Fizz, which had champagne, St. Germain, and soda, a little bit of lemon inside. I love a St. Germain drink. So we were very happy with that. And then for entree time, Jolene had the classic crispy chicken, which looked so good. I'm a vegetarian, so I have never tried that. But of course, it's always talked about on the show. And then I had the chopped salad, which was delicious. Normally, I get the angel hair cheka, which is like the pasta. The It's not about the pasta pasta. But uh, I have to fit into a bridesmaid dress in a few weeks. So yeah, no pasta for me last night, but it was delicious. It was a very good salad. I wish my salad making skills were that good. And after we were done, we're like, let's just take pics up and down Robertson because part of the street was closed off and we didn't know why. Keep that in the back of your mind. It's important for the story. So we're taking pics. We were met by a girl who was like the ultimate hype woman just cheering me on, which was so nice of her. And then we were walking down Robertson. We're like, all right, we've had enough pics after we took 200 because we're basic. We figured now's a good time to go to my car and head back home. So we see this little setup. Clearly, somebody's about to speak. There's a rainbow ribbon, which, of course, it's WeHo. So we love to see that. And we're looking and Jolene goes, oh, my God, that's Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd over there. And I nearly lost my mind because, you know, I'm not subtle about anything. And I said, do you want to stay and just watch what they have to say? So she said, of course. So I took the opportunity. I went live on Instagram for her whole speech. And it was all about how they're reopening West Hollywood. Because a lot of restaurants have been closed, including Tom Tom. But Lisa said they will be opening up again. No exact date on that. But Sir and Pump are up and running. And it just, it was really nice to see everyone eating outside, enjoying their night. People gathering in the streets but you know not too crowded of course it just felt good to see people out and about again because last year west hollywood and the city of los angeles looked very different and it was just not not a great time so i'm happy that these businesses are starting to get up and running again and we can have some fun so lisa makes this great speech i'm the ultimate hype woman i'm wooing i'm we love you we lisa-ing and everyone's staring at me because this apparently is a very New York, New Jersey thing. We get loud. We get enthusiastic. I stuck out like a sore thumb. It didn't help. I had red hair. But you know what? My intentions were good. And I'm sticking to that. So after they're taking pictures, I take a bunch of pictures of Lisa cutting the ribbon with all the official, like the councilmen. And the mayor of West Hollywood was there. The one who was at Sutton's event, who they said was good looking. He was there. He is good looking. And then Lisa, I remember, she's like, if anyone has those pictures, can you send them to me? And I was like, oh, I have them. And she just gave me the weirdest look, like, who the hell are you? And I don't mean that in a mean way, 
But now that I think of it, I guess it was kind of weird. But out of the goodness of my heart, I would have like airdropped him to her or like sent them via Instagram or sent them to an assistance email. Like, come on, Lisa. I'm not a weirdo. I'm a nice person. My pictures are great. <laughs> and then after that fiasco, I did ask her to take a picture with me. She was kind of in a rush. Was it my favorite housewife meeting? No. Was it the worst celebrity encounter I've had? Absolutely not. I think she had somewhere to be. I think she probably was a little bit overwhelmed and didn't want to take pictures with many people. But to her credit, she did take a picture with me. She did not take a picture. I don't know if she didn't take a picture with anyone else, but maybe one other person. So I do thank Lisa out of the kindness of her heart for stopping and taking a picture with me because I know my energy is a lot. I can definitely be a lot to people, especially someone who's so like prim and proper the way she is. So she probably saw me and was like, who the hell is this short, redheaded, loud, obnoxious person with an accent hounding me for a picture, which I didn't hound, by the way. I just said that. I, did, I asked very politely. I put my customer service voice on and I was like, Lisa, may I please bother you for a picture? And she did. We took a lovely picture. Um, she was just stressed. It's okay. Everyone's allowed to have their days. I don't think Lisa's a mean person at all. I don't want that to be what you take away from this podcast. She is human. And Ken was just adorable. I took a picture with him and he made sure he got puffy in the selfie with us because, of course, the dog's a celebrity too. So all in all, it was a really great night. Like, that wasn't planned. We had no idea that that was even going on. We had no idea Lisa Vanderpump was going to be there. And it was a success. And that was my weekend. I hope your weekend was just as good. Uh, speaking of Lisa Vanderpump, I think it's time we spill the Bravo tea because we got lots of news about Vanderpump Rules this week. They are coming back for season nine. We don't know when they're filming yet. And they did drop two clips. So the first clip we saw was with Lala, Randall, and then Tom and Katie. And they were talking about how Lala is so proud of her body for being pregnant. And then she asked Katie and Tom, are you trying? And they said they, quote, pulled the goalie and thought it would happen sooner. So then Lala comes out of nowhere and she's like, Tom, do you sleep with underwear on? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. And then she said, Randall free balls it. And I was just like, oh, my God, poor Randall. He was like, really, Lala? This man, I love Randall. First of all, I think he has a great voice. <laughs> Second of all, I think he is the perfect balancing act for Lala. I think before it actually came out that it was him when they were just dating and it, he was like a mystery man, he kind of seemed like a jerk. But once we got to know Randall, we know and love him. He's just so easygoing. Lala can be full of energy and she could be an instigator. But I think Rand just mellows her energy out and they balance each other in the most beautiful way. But it was just so funny watching her give way too much information about him. And he was like, come on, really? Like a little bit offended, but like he knew his girl would do that. And I just love their dynamic. And that was also interesting to hear from Tom and Katie about them trying for kids and it just hasn't happened yet. So maybe that's something we'll see on the show. And I think a lot of viewers would benefit from seeing that because I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that as well and they just don't want to talk about it. So it'll help to see someone going through that on TV. We also got a clip of Sheena with Tom and Ariana and Sheena's pregnant and they're talking about how Sheena has gone 
nine months without Botox and she's moving her face and she can move it and Ariana can't move her face. So that was cute. Right off the bat, I see a lot of people so upset that there's a lot of baby talk on the show. And I'm like, dude, the cast is pregnant. What do you expect? You're just going to have a bunch of pregnant people walking around on the show and you're going to pretend they're not pregnant. If they were out and partying, people would be just as mad. People would be annoyed. They'd be like, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, you have kids. You're leaving the kid now. You're going to go party. Granted, I don't want the show to be all about diapers and I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't really know what a lot of baby talk is. But yeah, I don't I don't want the whole show to be about the kids. But it's interesting to see these people who we have grown with from season one become parents. That's exciting to me. That's something I want to see. The other argument is they should have ended the show, which I think it could have ended after last season. I think it was a great place to kind of put the pin in it. Is that the saying? And move on. But I don't know. It's if we're going to have this season, I'm excited. We're going to see this new journey they're going on into parenthood. I think they might wrap it up after this season. And there's going to be a lot of new blood, too. And James and Raquel are still young as ever and they'll live the wildlife and then we can watch their drama i'm thinking they're probably going to have drama with the new cast members because the new cast members will be working at sir and i don't know if raquel works at sir 24 7 but i have seen her working there before so i think it could make a comeback i think it could be exciting to watch we'll just have to see how it plays out we do know it's coming back this fall we don't have a specific date yet so something to look forward to after summer vacation Another thing, woo, we were blessed this weekend from the quote, all-star housewives. So Melissa dropped a TikTok on all of us. So Melissa, Kyle, Teresa, Ramona, Luann, Cynthia, and Kenya, they're all dancing to that TikTok remix of Gas Pedal. And Lord, like, I think I've watched it no less than 700 times. So they're all in this like line, like a single file line. And Melissa kicks it off. Thank God, because it only got worse from there. So Melissa knows the dance move. She looks great. And then Kyle comes up and, you know, it wasn't bad. It was all of us after we've had a couple drinks, not our finest work, not terrible. Then you have Teresa, who it just completely, her dance moves embody her because it's just like, what is going on? She half-assed the whole thing. It kind of reminded me of Mariah Carey when she like lip syncs or remember that new year's special she had where she like barely did the choreography and like just stood there and waited for someone to pick her up that's Teresa. she gets her dancing inspiration from mariah carey and then ramona ramona stole the show and she didn't mean to steal the show but she did ramona looked like something out of um like night of the living dead or something like that she was doing the scarn from the office Everyone was doing cute little like body rolls and she had thriller arms up. But if anything is good about Ramona, that's it. That's like the one thing. Lord knows Ramona is problematic. She's difficult to watch, but like she's a hot mess. And that's what we like to see. So I'm glad she at least gave us that attempt. Then came Lou and just like her cabaret, she thought she was doing a lot better than she actually was. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there for Lou. Cynthia was very cute. She was feeling herself. She was just trotting along to the beat. And then thank God Kenya rounded it off because she needed to save that train wreck we just watched. She completely owned it. 
But yeah, if you haven't seen this, you could find this on Los Gorga's Instagram and TikTok because what a freaking mess that was. And you know what? I need to call Melissa out for a second because when you do a TikTok, if it doesn't come out right the first time, you just redo it. That's it. And I remember reading somewhere they said they didn't rehearse it, which is fine. But like, why didn't they redo it, Melissa? Were you just like, I look so good in this. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do it again. So I'm just going to post it and not tell anyone. And they're not going to see it until I post it. That is not confirmed. That is me hypothesizing. But you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Even my mom, I sent it to my mom. And I said, you got to watch this. These are the housewives. They're doing this dance. And she just said to me, she's like, they should have redid it. That's how my mom talks. Not really, but kind of. She's going to kill me. But we're on the same page. If the season is going to be anything like this, what, 30-second TikTok? We are in for a treat. I cannot wait for that to drop. Now, it's going to come out on Peacock, not Bravo. I see a lot of people mad about that. But to that I say, Peacock's got to make money too. NBC knows what they're doing. So if you want to watch it, you got to do it on Peacock, okay? All right, so that's the Bravo tea for this week. How about we get into our Summer House Reunion Part 1 recap because... Honey, we got a lot to talk about. Hannah, once again, and I'm actually going to take a sip of wine before I talk about it because I need the whole friggin' bottle before I get into her. It, it's literally just, Hannah's on another planet. I can't even be like, this is the Hannah show because she's not watching the same show as us. Like, we are watching Bravo and she has plugged in the Hannah Burner streaming service where it's all Hannah all the time. So first they get into the whole Luke and Hannah situation, which if you remember what I said from last episode, I do understand how she feels misled and led on rather from Luke. But people called her out because they said, well, you were dating Des at the time. There's no reason you should be this mad about Luke. And then I have to disagree with Hannah is allowed to play the field like it was brought up. You're allowed to talk to more than one person at one time. But when you're front runner, so like the person you like the most doesn't feel the same about you or maybe they go and get a girlfriend or some crap, you're allowed to be upset about that and still be talking to other guys. Guess what? Feelings are multifaceted. Multifaceted? Multilayered? I hope you followed me with that. You're allowed to have more than one feeling at once. They can coexist together is what I'm trying to say. She doesn't have to exclusively be pining over Luke and be upset about him. She could be talking to a couple other guys. This opportunity fell down the drain. She's upset about it. She moves on. This isn't 1952, okay? I know Hannah's annoying, but let's not be that person that doesn't think before we criticize. And speaking of Luke, we actually get a little bit more into Luke and Sierra's relationship, which I found interesting. I really thought this season was going to be like, a love triangle situation with Luke, Sierra, and Hannah. And that maybe lasted an episode and it wasn't even like a good triangle. It wasn't an equilateral triangle where there was like equal parts of them pining for one another. It was like an obtuse triangle. I'm so sorry to trigger back um, thoughts of elementary math, but stay with me here. So equilateral, it's all equal parts. That would be a fun love triangle to watch because everyone would be fighting all at once. An obtuse triangle is like one side is huge and the others are tiny. And like obviously the huge part of this obtuse love triangle is Hannah's love for Luke. And then there's like one shorter end and it's like 
Luke fighting with Hannah about Ciara and then like the itty bitty end is Ciara because she clearly just does not give a shit and wants to be out of the drama and calls Luke out on it and I freaking love Ciara. I really hope that we get to see more from her next season and even in Winter House because she can get it and she's a smart woman and she didn't take Luke's shit and I think the reason why she didn't take his shit is because we found out on the reunion that after they got together and she went to visit him in Minnesota he ghosted her for eight months, okay? Eight months, that's almost a baby. Think about it. Not saying that's related, but just think that's a lot of time. Think about it. And he explained himself and he said, oh, I got back with my ex and I didn't think it would be a good idea for us to talk. And I'm sorry, how do men work? How do their brains function? Do they really think it's easier to just cut off communication? Like wake up one day, shut off all communication and leave the girl confused and upset rather than having a difficult conversation. But you know what? At least everyone's on the same page and moving on. It's not easy, but it's the right thing to do. Why is that so hard? Let me sidebar you for a second because I reconnected with one of my exes recently. This is just, it reminds me of Luke and how the decisions men make are very stupid. And we were talking. I mean, I knew nothing was going to happen because the long distance of it all just did not add up. But like it was friendly conversation. And then he actually gave me advice about something because I had gone on a like a bad date recently. And he was like hyping me up and talking me up. And it was great. It felt nice. I didn't need the validation, but the validation was nice to hear. And then like a day later, he's back with his ex-girlfriend, which... That didn't end well. I'm not going to spill anyone's dirty laundry. But my point is, like, what? Why do men? Why do men? Men have nothing but the audacity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, like, my three male listeners. You don't count. But all that was just a point to say, I don't get it. I truly just don't get what Luke was thinking. Sierra's gorgeous. It just goes to show you, you could be the most perfect specimen of a human being like Ciara. And guys will still find a way to treat you badly. Just goes to show you. Sierra, my heart goes out to you, but you did the right thing, girl. So next in the hot seat, it's Lindsay. And of course, they get right into her relationship with Stravi. And Andy asked the question we were all thinking, which was, did Stravi agree to this timeline? Because there is no way in hell a man who you've been dating for a short amount of time is going to see this timeline for moving in, marriage, babies, and not run in the other direction. And I'm not saying people don't fall in love quickly and that just works out naturally because sometimes it does go that way. But I think if a guy saw that timeline, he would kind of get high-pitched violin and a scary movie vibes. Like, you just don't do that. But she says, no, he agreed to it, which makes me wonder. Maybe she asked him while he was watching football or something. She said, like, hey, babe. I have this timeline like we just started dating but like by next year I want to be engaged and moving in together and then I want to have a kid and then like as she said it she timed it to where like his team was going to score a touchdown and he went yeah and she was like okay that's my answer you agreed to the timeline you're locked into this contract because there's no way he was on the same page as her and I know I said a lot of crap about guys not liking that that's not necessarily fully true but It's also very evident from the show that they were on much different pages. Come on, you have to at least admit that. 
when she said she wanted the ring and Stravi wanted to buy her the ring and she got the ring sizer from Luke and he was like, I never said that. They are on very much different pages. So just based off that evidence alone, there's no way he agreed to that. And again, I, I just don't see a guy agreeing to that right out of the gate. I do want to give a huge compliment to Danielle. I think Danielle was like the MVP of this reunion, even though I also think Amanda was because she was just so tired of it all. But Danielle found her voice and she's not afraid to speak. You know, she told Lindsay that you deserve someone who is there for you. And she gave her the speech that we all wanted to tell Lindsay as viewers. So I have to give Danielle credit where credit is due. I wish we could see more of her, but she's always working, as Andy said. But it's also funny because when she was a full-time cast member, like, she wasn't that entertaining to watch. And now she's kind of grown into it. So I would like to see her have a second chance at being a full-time cast member. Then, of course, we got to get into the Kaimanda and Hannah drama. So Kaimanda, for, like, my mom who doesn't watch the show, that's Kyle and Amanda. And they were fighting with Hannah. So... Amanda asked Hannah a very good point. She said, you cry when people yell at you, a.k.a. Kyle. So why is it okay for you to yell at everyone? Which she does. And right away, the tears came out and she said, I'm triggered by guys yelling, which I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings. That's not what I'm here to do. But it did seem like an act. And let's say it was true. You know what? Because I, I do have an issue when people yell. I get very upset. I like start I do start crying not full out fake tears but like I'll tear up when people yell at me just getting vulnerable with you real quick if someone said that to me because I do have a habit of raising my voice I would say oh my goodness you know what it is a trigger when people yell at me I do cry however I apologize for lacking the self-awareness for yelling and I won't do it again that's literally all Hannah had to do she could have remedied that situation so quickly but no, she doesn't take any accountability and she's just got to make a, a scene. I was going to say make a storm. Make a scene. She's got to make it all about her. I think she's thinking in her head, like, what's going to be good for viewers? What's going to get me back next season? And it's just everything she's doing, because we could tell it's fake, it's not great to watch. And I touched on that last episode. And then Paige gets confronted, like, why don't you call her out on her bad behavior? And she's just like, it's not my job. I'm not her mom. Sometimes I tell her when she does stuff that's wrong, but like it's not my job. And Paige, I think you need to listen to last week's episode where I said like 15 times, a real bestie is not afraid to call someone out on their shit. Okay? That's important. You're not doing your friend a service. You're not doing your friend a service. Wait, what's the opposite of you're doing a disservice? Basically, you're not doing good by your friend if you don't call them out when they're doing something wrong. You're allowing them to make the same mistakes. You're allowing them to basically make a fool of themselves on national TV. You're allowing them to self-sabotage relationships. You gotta call them out because you love them and it's difficult. But that's what besties do, okay, Paige? That was, her response was just difficult to watch. It was difficult. And Hannah just continues to do wrong for the rest of this reunion, which we know Paige is obviously not gonna call her out. So that's what we're doing now. She gets called out for spreading rumors on podcasts. So like Hannah's been on 964 podcasts and apparently she's talking crap about everyone and she thought she was going to fly under the radar, but no, they're calling her out for it and I appreciate that. On an episode, Hannah 
basically made a comment that hinted that Carl might have a drug problem, which we don't know if it's true. I'm putting that out there right now. We don't know if it's true. I'm just going by what Hannah said. She hinted that he might. And Carl called her out on it, which good for him, because if someone spread that nasty of a rumor with me and now we know that he's sober and there's been issues with drugs with his family, good for him for standing up for himself. And she said, of course, oh, it was just a joke. Like, Hannah, you don't joke like that. I think we've learned that in like, I don't know, kindergarten. That's harmful. You don't say things like that. I don't know what she was thinking. Uh, Maybe I do. She just wanted attention. But I'm glad that she's getting called out for it. It's time for her to sit in the hot seat. Yeah, she's going to get burned, but she's got to answer to all the bad things she did. I'm just saying. There was also a comment that Hannah made um, somewhere on a podcast saying that she's only Kyle's friend because she's paid to be. And I love that Lindsay called her out on this. She kind of broke the fourth wall. And she said that this show started out as a show about friends renting a summer house. So if you're faking your friendships, then you don't deserve to be on the show. And I think that was also kind of a jab that they were cast for the show. They were not true friends and maybe she doesn't belong. That's me thinking a little deeper into the lines, but she's right. And we as viewers do want to see genuine friendships. Yeah, it's one thing when someone gets cast for the show and they don't belong and they kind of are a one season wonder and they fall off. Remember that guy I meet? from season two or three I think it was like who the hell was he he clearly didn't fit in so he was a one season wonder and just a blur in our brains but Hannah did make friendships with people at one point so that's why she was asked back and if she's faking them now then what's she doing on the show I'm sure she's got like eight zillion other opportunities she could go for now next week Luke is gonna drop a bomb on all of us okay so he says he's gonna break the fourth wall but he's just gotta clear something up and From what we can see, Hannah is very upset by this. So I have a couple theories about what this could be. And none of these are true. This is just me making stuff up. My first theory is because he said he has to apologize for this, but he just wants to clear something up and it's going to break the fourth wall. I think he's going to say something along the lines that he only started the relationship with Hannah, quote, relationship last season to get another season on the show. Now, that might be a little bit far-fetched, but maybe something to that effect. The only other thing I can think of is maybe some sort of shady thing that Hannah told Luke last season about filming or about maybe friendships on the show and she's not really friends with anyone or something like that or trying to turn Luke against people that she told him to keep secret and that would break the fourth wall. That's literally the only other thing I think it could be. But I'm curious as to this bomb he's going to drop. Hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully Bravo isn't playing us. But yeah, I'm looking forward to part two of the reunion. If it's anything like part one, it's going to be good. The show has definitely come a long way and I know it's only going up from here. You actually sent in some of your opinions. So now it's time for the best part of the show. That's my opinion! Yeah, that's my opinion. So we got some good ones this week. Why don't we kick it off with my love Samaj from New York? He said the reunion was off to a good start and everyone was ready to play ball. Hannah tried to play calm, cool, and collective, but quickly unraveled and it was a sight to see. And he said, Vanderpump rules, I don't know about her, she's got some work to do. Thank you, Samaj. Yeah, I think that your opinion about the Summer House reunion was really spot on. Like, Hannah did try and remain calm for the first two minutes of the episode, but yeah, she unraveled pretty darn quickly. And I think we should give Vanderpump Rules just a slight chance. 
just give it a chance you know like when you're feeding a little kid and you're like try it you might like it and if you don't like it you don't have to eat it again I think that's how we should treat Vanderpump Rules this season thank you so much we also heard from Kelly in New York Kelly said that she loved Danielle at the reunion and she cannot stand Hannah. She's a jerk and she loved Amanda's look. Okay. Yeah. Agreed with everything you said about Danielle and Hannah. But wait, we have to talk about Amanda's look for a second because she was wearing that. I think it was a set. I don't think it was a whole jumpsuit because I'm not sure how that would work. But it was like a two piece turquoise pattern set. And I don't know how I felt about it. To me, it looked like a lounge set. Maybe if I was wearing it around the house, I wouldn't mind I think it would have worked better if she did the top and a different pair of pants or like a cute skirt with it or something. But because it was the same top and bottoms, the pattern, I don't know, was a little bit distracting. But I'm glad you liked it because I feel like I heard somewhere Amanda was upset people didn't like it, which I don't like making people upset. So I'm glad she's got someone in her corner. Thank you for that opinion, Kelly. And finally, we have Katie in Orlando. I love this opinion. She said, I love how the opening was Andy just roasting everyone, which he did. It's so funny because you can see, I don't want to say the level of respect because he does call out the housewives when he needs to, but we see a different Andy Cohen on like the Southern Charm Summer House reunions than we do on the housewives. There's definitely a different dynamic there. And Andy had zero Fs to give and he was just calling it like he sees it and we love it. So I want to thank you for sending in those opinions. Remember, if you are watching next week's Summer House Reunion Recap, you can DM me at Diana Jebbia on Instagram, G-E-B-B-I-A. Send me your opinions because you're going to hear it on next episode of Believe in Bravo Besties. That half hour just flew by. I know we covered a lot today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And when you do have the capability to rate it, Rate it five stars. Send me some love in the reviews. I love you so much. I'm so glad we can connect weekly like the besties we are. Follow me on Instagram at Diana Jevia. Say hi. Talk all things Bravo with me. I'm sending you a big kiss. Mwah. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.